What's up, guys? This is Sienna's Sportcast, and today I am here with Carthage freshman swimmer. He was all CCIW in the 400 IM and the mile, as well as an A finalist in the 500 free. Freshman Paul Bussey. Paul, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Fresh out of swim season, but we're we're living. We're we're trying to we're we're trying to just survive. How about you? That's where I'm at too. Uh, I've been out of the water for a little over a couple of weeks now. Um, you know, just kind of yeah, resetting uh, back in the classroom. So, yeah, playing that yeah, catch-up game. Kind of, for real, just study, study season. And it's like we started right as we got here. So I've never known life without swimming at college. So it's just super weird. Yeah, that's that's what I've been running into as well. I got – all this free time, and I'm not really sure what exactly I want to do with it. Uh, been getting outside a lot more though, because it's been pretty nice up here. How's it been down there? Yeah, it's been the same. It's well, we just had our, uh, as Illinoisans call it, we call it fall spring, where it's like spring weather for two, uh, two or three good days, and then it's just oh, back to winter. So that was yeah. that was fun while it lasted, but it's it's cold again. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what it's like up here. Uh, we had actually a bunch of snow roll through yesterday. Um, yeah, I was, I called it last week talking to my dad. I said, you know, next Monday it's going to be snowing again. And it was 55 degrees last week. So it's crazy. Yeah, same here. Snow just, it just hits. And I've, I have a lot of friends who aren't from the Midwest. And I've, I've had to explain them, like, do not celebrate. This is not the end. <laughs> Yeah, but it was yep. uh, it was good for sure. So kind of uh, so let's kind of start off with your freshman season. Obviously, it went very well. You made all CCIW in two races, and as well as another A final in the five hundred. So kind of take me through take me through your freshman season. This is just the whole freshman experience. What went well? What didn't? And just just kind of take me through everything. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a pretty big adjustment coming from high school and club swim into college. Um, I mean, I've always really trained year-round with my club team since I was, I think, 10 or 11 is when I really started to get into it. Uh, I've been swimming since I was eight. But this freshman year, I didn't really know what to expect coming in. I was like, oh, it's going to be like high school swimming and uh, balancing the academics with the uh, swimming aspect. It's going to be like that, just a little bit more intense. And really, it was nothing like that at all. It was quite interesting. There was a bunch of people here that helped me along the way uh, to, I guess, like stay on track both in the classroom and then my coaches, of course, in the pool. Um, but overall, I'd say it was just a pretty big adjustment. And uh, it went, like you said, it went better than I was even expecting it to, um, which was cool to see it all plan out in the end. Definitely, definitely, for sure. And, uh, yeah, the thing, what you kind of touching on what you said about the adjustment to training, it was, I also thought it was, because I thought it was just going to be a little tougher high school practice, it, like, because high school season, from at least where I'm from, is a lot tougher than club. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just going to be really tough. But um, I remember our first day, our coach said 12 200s, and I was like, 
okay, I know. Okay, this is what college swimming is like on the first yeah. day, 12 200s. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I mean, Man, that's going to be it. It's, uh, it's actually the opposite for me. My high school team has traditionally been much less of a structured program than, say, my club team. I think my club team has the same uh, practices. Like, basically, each night of the week has its own assigned things. So, like, Monday night would usually be, like, a butterfly night. And then Tuesday would be, like, your off strokes. So, either back or breast is traditionally what it was. Um, and then Wednesday, we'd hit a good distance set. And then Thursday, we'd be off for a lift. And then Friday would be a kind of like a racing. We'd throw on old suits every now and then. Uh, and then Saturday was a lift and a swim. And we threw in other lifts, of course, in dry land. But then you go to my high school season, and it's practice from like 3.45 until whenever. And it was just kind of garbage yardage. Like just the intent was to hit 8,000 yards, even if it was pointless. Um, oh. Which I noticed. I mean, I had a lot of shoulder injuries throughout high school, during the high school seasons because of training that longer distance freestyle and stuff like that it really really took a toll on my shoulders but yeah it was interesting to see how it came into college too because I didn't really know what to expect if it was going to be a combination of both or more towards one or the other that is that is very interesting especially because I feel like it is yeah there are just some some people like I'm a big yardage guy I like big yardage sets but there is a point where it's just garbage yardage and that's why I felt like they did really well in my high school. Whereas in my um club in my club team, it was a lot more timed stuff. So it was a lot of reds, a lot of red sets, a lot of threshold sets, holding pace, which is fine, but it's not fun when you're doing it all the time. Yeah, I we do a lot of those. I mean, my one of my favorite sets that we do is actually the set that determines our color cards. You kind of touched on that with your red paces and stuff like that. But our, our color card set is 10 300s on 30 seconds rest, and that's just 10 of them as best as you can hold. And then my coach from there will determine where he thinks your paces will be. And, I mean, those are always tentative things too. So he can make my white pace a little too easy, and then he'll drop it down, and then everything else will shift with it. Or there have been times when he's made it, or I'm like, dude, I can't do that. Like, um. But yeah, I mean, I think yardage has always been important, especially as a distance swimmer. You have to be able to train a high volume of that yardage. And like the 400 IM, uh, I would say is my favorite event. So you got to have a good amount of yardage with that too to keep your endurance up. But yeah. Did you train 4IM in high school? Like, did you have sets specifically designed for the 4IM? So my high school actually does not have – it doesn't sponsor the 4 a.m. Oh, no, no. I just mean like as a high oh, schooler in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I – so the 400 a.m. wasn't something that I really did until freshman year of high school. Uh, my coach – I had done it a couple of times previously, and it was always one of those where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to scrape my way through this, and I don't really care about the time kind of thing. And then I think it was my sophomore year, my coach was like, you know – what if we tried the Fortnite IM on a Friday night instead of throwing you in the mile constantly and give your shoulders a rest? And I mean, I was like, uh, whatever, I don't really care. You're the coach kind of thing. And then I started to swim it more and more from that point. 
and then really, I mean, my cl- my club team has always been an IM based training. So we don't just have like, I guess, putting you into categories of, oh, you're a freestyler, you're a butterflyer and so on and so on. Uh, because if you don't train all the strokes, theoretically, you probably can't be as well-rounded of an athlete. And I feel like that was a key point, too, that kind of pushed my coach to throwing me in the 4 a.m. Um, he believed that everyone should have the ability to swim anything. Obviously, there should be some events that are not good, like uh, the two-fly. I don't know <laughs> how people do that. But, um, yeah, I've been doing the 4 a.m. with some training geared towards that, specifically in high school, towards the end, like my end of junior year and senior year. And then this year, even, I did more IM group than distance group, actually. And uh, it was just something I wanted to focus on as well. That's really interesting. And I have heard from uh, I, I have heard about your your how Carthage has groups for each stroke so that's really interesting cool how you can kind of really narrow in and really focus on your um own stroke and own uh but yeah i never trained for i am in high school so that was something i was really excited for Mm -hmm. coming into college because i knew i had so much potential with how with because i've never actually really trained a four i am so i'm and i'm excited for it to keep keep training it and keep doing it and just keep going with the because like you said that's my favorite event too yeah yeah it's so much fun when you do it right when you execute it right and yeah i'm i'm curious what is your race like strategy and philosophy behind it because i've heard very different ones like i've heard people that are like i'm just gonna sprint it until i fall off and hang on or i've heard i'm gonna actually sprint my weaknesses and cruise my strengths and stuff like that and i've heard I've heard a lot of them, so I'm I'm curious. What is yours? Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, so I just start out the fly because I fly. I would consider probably my strongest. So mm-hmm. I try to make fly as simple as easy as possible. So just fly should feel there. It should feel light. It should feel effortless until the last twenty five. Then you start picking it up a bit. Mm-hmm. And then I try to negative split the backstroke hard. Like at um conference, I uh, I narrow I uh, negative split by two seconds. So like that first fifty is kind of just a uh, recover kind of recovery from fly in a sense. And then breast, that's where I that's where I really pick it up. That's where most of the effort goes into because. I've learned that as the season has progressed, uh, I've learned like breaststroke. I came into college with breaststroke being my weakest stroke, and now it's probably my strongest. So I really focus on pushing breast. And then free, I just try to survive. Free is just everything you have left. Survive until the end. Yeah, that's uh, almost identical to how I do it, actually. I, I, I put percents next to mine. So like I'd say fly, I go out 85 to 90%. Uh, again, it's all based off feel. My coach, uh, Seth, has actually asked me, he's like, what do you want to be on your pace split? And I said, well, it's kind of a feel thing. So like I'm up, I'll do a couple of 25s and 50s fly uh, just to see how it feels loose and easy like that. But if I go out in a 56 and it felt easy, that's great. If I go out in a 52 and it felt easy, that's awesome. But my weakness in the IM definitely is the backstroke. I can 
go out and hang with the guys that are going four flats in the fly. The difference is they split double O or one Oh one on backstroke and I'll go one Oh three, one Oh four. And then at that point I'm three body lengths behind them. But in reality, I mean, my breaststroke like yours is definitely the secret weapon of the IM. Uh, didn't really use it much until the past year or so. Um, Cause I used to go out in front half the race. So I'd sprint flying back and then I'd have absolutely nothing on breast. Um, but it wasn't until my coach was like, Hey, what if you try and negative split your back? So I think conference, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I was 33, 31 on back. Uh, again, using that first 50, like you said, is kind of a float the legs and recover for that next 50. Um, but then I have to also, I'm trying to find that balance. That's something I'm going to work on over the summer going into next year is finding the ability to push that first 50 back a little bit more and then be able to push that second 50 even harder and still have stuff for uh, breast and free. Cause my closing speed on free is absolutely horrendously slow. Um, like there have been countless times and even the 200 IM where I've gotten run over by everyone after the free leg and, it's aggravating, but at the same time, it's like they come up to me and they hit me on the wall. And I'm like, yep, I can't, there's nothing that I can do. I have nothing. But yeah, it's, it's a very technical race. And uh, personally for me, if I know I did something wrong in the race, it's just kind of a scrapped swim, uh, which is terrible. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one to swim. I'm kind of, it's kind of the same way. You just, you know, you felt some, you know, something was wrong when you, uh, when you know, something's wrong, like from the start and it, the race just feels horrible. And I, uh, I'm, a, I'm with you too, with that. My closing speed is horrible. And, uh, it really showed like going into college, I thought the key, like what sets you apart in the four IM is a breath is the breaststroke. But I've learned it's actually free. Yep. So many people run you down, get ran down in free. And like I, um, I was swimming against my teammate in finals. I was right next to him. And he, I was ahead. I beat him. I outsplit him in all, in, no, in fly and breast. I outsplit him. I outsplit him. Pre and then, but he just came back in free, insanely fat, hard and free. And I knew he was coming. And I was like, I got to go. I barely outtouched him, but I, I was just the free leg is so crucial. And that's what I'm going to be working on this summer is really developing that free leg and really getting the back half. And also because I was such a, uh, because I was new to like the breaststroke strategy of I am, I haven't really gotten the long, a, um, I am breaststroke yet where it's long and powerful it's mostly just speed and strength right now. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to developing that and working on that. Yeah. I mean, this summer, like you said, it's going to be a lot of, okay, what went well, what went wrong and what can you fix? And I know my club coach, he's been following my meets. I don't know about what club team did you swim for? I swam for a Champaign County YMCA heat. Okay. If you know them. Yeah, I think I've actually had a couple of meets at the Recplex where they've been there. Probably. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my club coach, I already I've had a phone call with him last week, I think. Uh, we just kind of sat down and I'm like, hey, this is where I want to be. 
by this time next year. Uh, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to work with Seth. But I mean, the summer training, that's three crucial months that I feel like as college goes on, some people don't take advantage of. Um, I mean, I can't speak yet because I'm a freshman, but um, I know uh, a couple of my friends that swim for other teams back home that swam for my club team previously towards their junior and senior year. They were all focused on internships and stuff like that, which don't get me wrong, is crucially important as well. Um, but it's that off-season summer work that I think really can set apart uh, a swimmer in the conference from another swimmer in the conference. You couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what I think as well. And this summer, I think for me, is use, I want to use it to really experiment and find what works not, not just in the pool, mostly out of the pool, like finding a good lifting regimen, finding a good experimenting with all the supplements and cre creatine and all that stuff to mm -hmm. kind of really get my body primed. And so that I know what to expect when I swim, when I race next. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm going to be doing this summer. This summer I'm going to be focusing. I'm obviously I'm going to be working and stuff like that, but in between all that, I'm also going to be trying to focus more on the scientific side of the sport. I mean, everyone's always, myself included, the past few years has been just, oh, it's all about time. It's all about shoving my face with 7,000 calories a day, 5,000 calories a day. And I get up at 5 a.m., go to practice, go to work, go back to practice kind of thing. And that's awesome. But at the same time, like shoving your face with 5,000 calories of junk doesn't work. So, I mean, I, I love to cook and I'm going to think, I'm thinking this summer, I'm going to start really getting into the nutrition side as well. Cause I mean, that's, it's one of the most important parts of the sport that I think is commonly overlooked. And I, I was doing that myself until someone's like, Hey, get your head out of your ass. Like you got to eat good if you want to swim well. And obviously you go and look at like Michael Phelps or Katie Ledecky and all of them, and they've got set things that they eat. They've got nutritionists and, yeah, I think I think it's something that I'm going to look at as well this summer. Exactly. And I think it's um really interesting that you said like about the technical side and about the cooking because I'm the same way. I just I would eat just I would be so hungry, but I just wouldn't have the food to supply me back home. And I think that's one been one of the greatest things about the have access to a dining hall at college is you get free food basically like it's paid i've seen a meal plan but i can just go there and load up on cooked good good food that will help build me and help make me stronger as opposed to just eating crap back home yeah i'm curious you said your food's good at your school it is it's not bad yeah uh <laughs> we can't relate necessarily here uh our food service has had some issues not just here with everywhere, basically, of um, just some quality issues. We're getting a new food service provider starting in the fall. So next year, hopefully it'll be a little better. But I mean, now it's to the point where they're catering in uh, meals from like off campus restaurants and places like that on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the athletes because we physically aren't getting enough as we need. And I mean, right now, I've actually noticed the past couple of weeks not swimming. I haven't been needing to eat as much and that's also not good either because my body still needs it in order to be recovering enough effectively to go back into it. I've been focusing a lot on the hydration the past few weeks. Uh, I mean, 
six months of beating the hell out of yourself in the pool and in the weight room, it's nice to take a couple of weeks off and reset, refresh so that you can start hitting it again hard. But without like the nutrition, like I said, it's, it's pretty hard, but. Exactly. It's definitely, you got to keep the same, got to keep the same habits. Now that even though season isn't over. So kind of switching gears a little bit. I, all out of all the college, you're the first college athlete I've brought on that isn't from my school. So a common question I always ask is how, how did you find Carthage? What was your decision decision process like and what led you to end up making the decision to go there? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. Actually. Uh, I had a list of schools that I reached out to, and then I had a list of schools that reached out to me. Carthage is on the list of schools that reached out to me because before that I hadn't, I hadn't heard of them at all. Um, didn't even know that it existed and I'd been coming down to the Recplex, which is 10 minutes away uh, for years of my career. Um, and I reached out to schools across basically every division. And it all came down to, I asked myself a bunch of questions. Number one was what I want to major in. Uh, and I decided on nursing. So that got rid of half of them because I was deci- I was trying to decide if I wanted to go pre-PA or pre-med or nursing. And some of the like D1 schools that I reached out to and that didn't have a nursing program that I was interested in, um, but they had a good PA school. Um, and then some of the other D2 and D3 schools just didn't have nursing period. Um, and it all came down to which coach did I feel had the best program that I was going into and what did I look for? Uh, and it took a couple of phone calls with Seth and a couple of phone calls with all the other coaches, but it didn't really take long for me to determine that what I'm looking for in a program was here at Carthage. And it was that structure. Um, but also I guess the determination of not only the coach, but the athletes also are there because they want to be there. It's not necessarily a, quote unquote requirement for lack of better terms. Um, like th- I talked to a couple of like the lower end D one schools and the vibe that I got from the coach. And I asked about the team, cause that was one of the questions was what's the team like. And they said, you got a lot of guys in the distance group that are pretty good. And the sprinters, I mean, they're sprinters. And I asked kind of what that meant. And he's like, well, sometimes they don't want to show up to practice as much. And that was an immediate, just, you know, I don't, because the environment's an entirely huge part of the sport. If the environment's horrible, you're not going to swim well because you're not having fun. Uh, you can train as hard as you want, but if you're not having fun, it's not going to matter. So, I mean, I talked with Adam, who's one of our upperclassmen on Carthage this year, and a couple of the other upperclassmen on the phone. Almost an immediate connection, like I just kind of knew. Um. Yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of got their own unique story. I'm curious, what what brought you to Augie? Well, kind of like uh, my my Augie story is actually really interesting because it starts with the um, it starts with the COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. So dur- during the lockdown, I was very like I was very bad mentally because I'm a very extroverted person and I need like social interaction, and yeah. I was just depressed burnt out and i and they had just i don't know how it worked in wisconsin but in the whole time during the because you know how crazy the school year was last year yeah during the whole time i was just telling myself it's fine all my senior year is okay it's fine i don't 
I'm fine with losing everything as long as I have a senior swim season. Mm-hmm. And then they, we, and then they, I, we got, there was one day, one night, we got an email. High school swimming is, can't, is on hold right now. And we all were figured it was just over. And I was, I was very, it was a very, very bad time during that yeah. time. But before that, I had been talking to it. Really, my top, my bot, my my two, my top two were Augustana, and then Illinois Wesleyan. I was more leaning towards Wesleyan because I uh, wanted. It was I. I knew more of the program. Two of my very good friends are on the team there. You probably Henry Moore and Lane Wagner. Yeah, I've known those. I've known those guys for years, so I've uh, I knew people on there, so I was leaning more towards them. And then Coach Lloyd reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, Holden, we'd love to have you come up for a visit." So I was like, "I'll give it a try." I uh, I went up there, like you said. I just knew it was home, like you said with Carthage. I knew I loved everyone there. The people there were so nice. The environment was great. The coach felt like. I felt like the coach was in my corner. He knew what was up. He knew what I wanted to do, my goals and the goals. I knew the goals he had for me. And so I reached out to him. It was just a perfect match. And then the, the really cool part is that the next day after I did my sign, put in the, put in the deposit, took my commitment photo, post on Instagram. As I was driving back, there was the news. I got the news that we would be having a high school swim season. And it was just, I just knew that was just a sign that this is the place for me. And so I, and I've, it's been the, it's been everything I've thought it was. And I've loved it ever since. I mean, that's, that's a really, really awesome story. Um, yeah. It's all about, how the coach and you get along really. Cause I mean, they're your number one advocate when it comes to in the classroom and in the pool. Um, I mean, Seth, Seth here is really, really at making sure you're doing well in both aspects of the athlete student athlete life. And that's what I think the cool thing about D3 as to why I went D3 over like D one or two. Uh, and I don't know if you, um, this what I'm about to say as well, but I mean the D3 seems like it's more of a you're an athlete or not an athlete first. You're an athlete second with the student first, uh, <laughs> and you're focusing more on your studies. And I mean, going saying that you're going D1 and all that is really, but at the same time, the pressure that you're under to compete for a spot on the team, the anxiety that that can create, and the stress that that can lead to in the classroom. Uh, not being able to swim that night or something like that, or even at the D2 level, just putting that number of money over the top of your head for a, I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on someone, especially at this young of an age. Um, that isn't quite true in the sport. And I feel like the D3 was just kind of the right place to go for them, where everyone on the team wants to be there. Everyone has the same attitude toward it. They're there to be successful and help you be successful. You couldn't have said any better. I think the biggest th- difference about D3 is you're doing you're doing it purely for the love of the sport. And I think that's why you see so many people that want to be there and have such a good attitude because they don't have to swim. They're not getting paid. 
any amount of money to swim. It's strictly because you love it and you love the sport and you just want to be there and do the, do the sport you love for four more years. Exactly. It's going to be tough to hang the goggles up in a few years. It's going to be really tough. That is definitely going to be a hard, that last conference is going to be very, very hard for sure. Yeah. Well, kind of before we go, just give me a little, now that you've had a freshman season under your belt, you've kind of touched on this, but give me your preview for next season. What's going to be different? What's some of the goals and just kind of run me through sophomore year. What's going to change? Yeah, uh, this summer, I think I told you I'm hard on the 4IM training. That's going to be my main focus going forward, I think, at this point. Uh, mile. Because uh, if I can train the 400IM and I can train the mile, that opens up. Of course, I'll be able to train 500,000, all of them. Um, thousand probably won't be as big of a focus for me because it's a dual meet swim event, and that's kind of always going to be tired, and it's not necessarily a focus. Mm-hmm. Um Hundred, I can swim at conference. Mile, I can swim at conference, and four IM, I can swim at conference. I would anticipate it be the same pretty much next year at conference, but I don't know. We'll see if I'll throw in a two hundred in there on the last day instead of the five hundred or something like that. Um, but I mean, with a couple of those upperclassmen stepping away and graduating in the five hundred, that opens up the door for some more points. I know Carthage is looking at uh, getting some. Uh, depth again next year um so pan out but i mean obviously we're going for our sixth straight um we're gonna have a i think um but we'll see it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride next year is gonna i I, i've said to you before next year is gonna be a movie it's gonna be very exciting and i'm just i just can't wait to see what we uh What's going to pan out? I can't wait to see how everybody swims, how everybody, how the freshmen come back. How exactly. And I'm just, I'm just super excited and I, I can't wait. I hope we get a dual meet next year because it sucked that we didn't I do too. Year. Yeah, we had very little dual meets. We had a couple of invites where we traveled to. Like we went up to Minnesota for a quad, uh, U of M, and then we went over to Calvin for a quad in November. Um, but that, I think we had three or four total dual meets. It wasn't that many. Uh, and that's something that I think yeah, coaches same. look at next coming year is adding a couple more of those dual meets against CCIW because, I mean, we walked into this conference blind, basically. I mean, we had raced Wesleyan and Wheaton, and Wheaton was an absolute thriller of uh, one by three points. And uh, it was really dramatic that that's how the conference meet went down, too, was six points. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I would like to see a couple more meets, or at least one meet with every CCIW team. I think should at least be considered because it allows each team to go into the meet having having at least a couple of swims under their belt against each person. So, I cool. agree. Hopefully, hopefully it happens. Hopefully, you guys yeah. can come. You guys can come see our new pool because I heard you haven't seen our new pool, but it's and then. Uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for next year. Me neither, man. Well, this has been Sienna's Sportcast. You can listen to me on Anchor and Spotify. Paul, this has been great, and I'm looking forward to next season. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Best of luck to you this summer, and I'll see you next season.